It's ridiculous. Uh, I heard that, so that means we're back in the green. <laughs> we're back in business. In your life, do you set an expectation for your cohorts or peers or whatever you want to call it? I do, and I'm trying to figure out what it is because I, I think I'm a disappointed idealist. That's what they say. Like Every cynic is a disappointed idealist. I'm trying to figure out where I get the ideals from or what the standard is. So like a parental disappointment for everybody is just sort of how I feel about society as a whole. Okay. And then individuals... Do I set a standard for individual? I guess I, well, yes. I don't know how I couldn't. I, yeah, it's like for the specific people in your life, like myself, for example, or Calvin or Devin or parents. Well, if you're talking about like a choice of who I associate with, it's a matter of, well, do I, you know, do I respect them and do I get along with them? Because there's people that, uh, I don't know if there's people that I get along with that I don't respect. I don't think it's possible. I think I'm really bad at lying. So I think my natural adversity to such a person would get in the way i wouldn't be good at hiding it even though i try to always be polite hmm. uh but the reverse where people that i respect but don't get along with that's kind of common whereas just like i really respect this person but i have nothing to say so whatever fair have you ever set your standard for someone and have them undermine it and sort of make you question your judgment of them yeah i mean it's, it happens less and less as you get older i guess like everybody starts off viewing their parents as a god, for example. Um, and then slowly they realize they're human most of the time. Mm -hmm. Some people don't. There's this uh, air of um, a nearly religious or uh, idolatrous quality to it. They like deify them. Yeah, deifying. Which is, you know, that's just how people are. And some people don't. You know, it takes a while for people to grow out of that, if ever. <sighs> Like how many people, like I, I live right outside of Boston and I commute to Boston for school. So a lot of the time I end up waiting for a bus right at Harvard Yard or right next to MIT. And one time I'm at Harvard Yard and I just overhear a snippet of this girl in the Harvard Letterman jacket talking on the phone where she's complaining to her mother about her father. And I just sort of sat in awe because this is a, you could just tell by the way that they walked and talked and looked that they were a very well put together person. But even still, being at Harvard, being as lucky as they are, like they were graceful, had good posture, you know, attractive, and was at Harvard, was clearly, you know, competent. And yet, what's the thing on their mind? Oh, I don't like the way that my dad speaks to me. It's like, you're at Harvard. Well, like, even if it was like the world's shittiest father maybe that adversity led to you being the type of person that makes it to harvard or whatever sort of a whatever but anyway the more importantly it's like that's where their priorities are people which i guess makes sense in a way because human beings it's almost funny and comical because human beings can do all these great things and yet what do they care about at the end of the day like a very 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 tiny network around themselves I guess, well, even when people succeed at something large scale, on the individual level, there's very few things that they actually care about. Or that their decisions are swayed by so few things. Mm. Or the people, you know, it's very hard for people to... That, that anyone has ever said human beings are rational, baffling to me. 
because they're so bad at perceiving they're so bad at reasoning and even if they are good at reasoning they're not good at enacting upon that you know if people right. have something that says oh i know that this is wrong and then they do it anyway that's most of what people do <laughs> right in comparison to other animals that's a decent quality i suppose i get other animals even if they make uh wildly complicated maneuvers it's not really a matter of thought in any way that we understand it so i guess it could be the fact that any human beings do have the capacity for rationality or a better yet a good way to describe it was like human beings are rationalizing creatures that doesn't mean they're rational but they rationalize things imperfectly okay. but they the fact that they rationalize at all you know anyone who's ever met a human being should know otherwise me i've just spent the week with my uh a six-year-old little sister and it's like you know she, she can comprehend rational things it's like do not touch this this is hot yes why because this will burn me correct and then they'll do it anyway because there's yeah. the, there's no there's a perhaps a conflict between id and super ego in the freudian terms i guess between what you ought to do versus what you want to do and even in that formula that i just gave what you ought to do versus what you want to do. There's hardly rationality in that either. Rationality exists only in this very slim sort of in the middle of the yin yang flow state somewhere in the middle. Who knows? But isn't the, the concept of rationality something that we've generated? I mean, what even is it? What even is rationality? Yeah. Well, I guess the, the, the use of logic, basically or reason and what is reason philosophically logic has a very specific meaning and that's one of the topics that my brain always shuts off whenever i hear about it now that's is that logos yeah logos is more than that though logos is like a almost a has a spiritual quality and certain like if you look at a translating dictionary from greek to english logos takes up like four pages because it's so, it's like karma. It's not really translatable. You just have to sort of get what the word means. It's kind of like logic, but logos also has this quality of like rightness, uh, the spoken word. Jesus in the New Testament is highly associated with logos. The four gospels were written in Greek. And there in the New Testament, they say, for instance, that at the very beginning of Genesis, when it says in the beginning was the word and the word was God in the New Testament, I think one of them, John says that by word, he means logos. For instance, when Marcus Aurelius, who goes on and on about logos as a stoic philosopher and Roman emperor, right? He's not talking purely about reason. He's talking about like the natural order of the world, like order as opposed to chaos, I suppose. In a certain way. Let's just look at the Wikipedia definition. Logos is a term in Western philosophy, psychology, rhetoric, and religion derived from a Greek word variously meaning ground, plea, opinion, expectation, word, speech, account, reason, proportion, and discourse. So okay, so it's a very broad term. <laughs> yeah, but it's also it's it's got this character to it that just sort of people get what it means like karma or yeah. like uh Dao, if you know anything about the Taoism. Do, yeah. uh, 
maybe you probably know more than me. That's it. Uh, oh, here it is right here. I was right. The Gospel of John identifies the Christian logos through which all things are made as divine, meaning that all things are made through logos and by extension, Christ is pure logos incarnate, which is weird. So if it meant purely rationality, then Jesus is just a, a cyborg. <laughs> I mean, that'd be really cool. And I'm sure he'd get a lot more followers. Imagine if like all those medieval paintings and stained glass windows, like it just looked like a, a cheesy 50s movie robot where it's just like a bunch of cardboard boxes. A robot chasing a dude? Not just the robot. I mean, I guess he could be chasing you. I mean, I feel like what would need to lead to that would be have greater implications on like the technology of the time. Like if that was what Jesus looked like, where they had no frame of reference for what a metallic mechanical machine made of electronics would be, that'd be pretty compelling. It's like, Jesus Christ, they really predicted the future. Although in such a hypothetical timeline, he probably try our best to build things like that like someone would actually discover electricity and be like oh yes this will lead us to the way of how to make this so it's a moot point anything that's a hypothetical i just i get really pedantic and then just it loses all its fun you mentioned that at one point about like people in the service industry how they are on the west coast compared to the east coast isn't that strange how culture is like just the, the things that can change location to location and it's not very much in uh, the united states compared to a place like europe where you're in france which is smaller than the size of the state of texas but there's like five or six different languages although there's one main one believe it or not there's actually around 75 different languages in france Although that number is slightly less impressive when you consider that France still includes places like Tahiti and French Guiana in South America. Like you go over to the little corner in the Atlantic Ocean and that they don't speak French, they speak Breton or tiny Switzerland, which has four different primary languages, depending on where you are. Or Italy, where if you travel 30 miles and you speak like Florentine Italian, which I think is the one that you learn, like if you go to Duolingo or something and learn Italian, it's that. You drive 30 miles away from Florence and you, you have to start using hand gestures. That's why Italians do that. Just a simple way of communicating if you go to the supermarket or whatever the hell. Yeah. Hey, honey, what's the uh, hand gesture for starting a mob war where I'm going down to Sicily? <laughs> I mean, I do think there's something beautiful to be said about how, like, we can sort of simplify communication down to gestures and that there isn't necessarily a need to verbalize everything. Well, it depends um, on how complicated the idea you're trying to communicate is. Well, yeah, that's fair. It's hard to be nuanced without language, but, um, I mean, isn't that kind of what language is, perhaps? Yeah, well, language is abstraction. Right. Unless it's a matter of, uh, I guess, abstract, because I was going to say identification. It could also be yeah, a command, I suppose. But even that would still be, a command would be a sort of identification. So let's say, I don't know, you, you just show up into the new world. It's never been touched before. And you're enslaving somebody and you're telling them to cut down a tree, but you don't speak the language. So what do you do? You like point to the guy cutting down the tree and then point to them and, and then shout cut or something like that. And then they, so it's like training a dog where they don't really understand the phonemes, but they'll, they'll learn by connection. 
So, I, yeah, language is just abstraction is my point. And then even a name, like, you know, my name is Bradley. That's an abstraction because calling whatever this collection of atoms and memories and relations to other objects and human beings and everything else is across time and space, that thing is too complicated to label in a scientific way. And even, well, even that, that's more language. So that's what proper nouns are for. It's a name, names. That's what names are for. They're abstractions. There are simplifications. Yes. Although in say like a very, like a very, very primitive, which it probably wouldn't even count as human. If there was no language, it would be like three missing links up from where we are evolutionarily. Admit that's not the right term, missing link. Three, three, whatever, species. I don't know what the fucking term is. Millions of years rather than just thousands where there's no language. Uh, you, you could look at like an infant homo erectus or whatever, looking up at its parent and that just knows what that thing is. It doesn't have to specify a sound with it. Although if you look at more intelligent animals like chimpanzees and orangutans and orangutans, orangutan, tan, tang. I think it's tang. spelled tan, but I think you say tang. Fanta, nice beverage. Tang. I like Tang. Not bad. Tang. Tang. It's lost all meaning to me all, all of a sudden. Ding Tang. But anyway, but they use, even they, the dolphins, they use specified calls for things. They can recognize sounds and like dolphins can recognize themselves in a mirror, I think. If I recall. I don't know. Intelligence. Uh, lang yeah, language. Yeah, language. Yeah, language. Yeah. Maybe it's our, our ability to abstract and our ability to... Um... Oh, yes. That's what mainly separates us from animals is the ability to mm -hmm. abstract. Because in that is things like rationality and language. Like chimpanzees don't get to understand the concept of one, two, or three, or four. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing maybe Jane Goodall has something to say about that. I don't fucking know. I'm not an expert. <laughs> maybe she does. <laughs> Jane Goodall, what do you have to say? One grape less more so than two grape. Thank you, doctor. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Thank you. Here, we are going to give this Nobel Prize to this great primatologist, PhD from MIT. What do you have to say? Ooh, ah, more grape. As you can see. <laughs> <laughs> As you, thank you, miss. Please accept our prestigious award. And then she starts throwing shit off of the stage. It's like, oh, you can tell she's really in touch with the animals. She gets it. She has this intuition about her. Yeah, that's when everyone starts to deify her. As you can see, she is ripping off the face of Alfred Nobel himself. Look, right there. What's the history of the Nobel Prize? Oh, this is actually a fight. I can thank God you asked. People are going to think this is set up because I actually have a thing to say for this. <laughs> awesome. Is I, I always get the names confused, Albert or Alfred for instance, there's a guy in music who's like an important musicologist in history. His name is Alfred Einstein. Oh, well. Then there's Albert Einstein. So I see the name and I'm like partially dyslexic or something. I'm like, what the fuck? Why was he writing about music? Shouldn't he be doing E equals MC squared? Anyway, uh, Al... 
Alfred Nobel. Uh, he was, I think, he was the inventor of dynamite. Okay. And uh, yeah, he was the yeah yeah he invented dynamite among other things. But the story is he had a false. Or, or he, people thought he had died for whatever reason. I think it was his brother or something. But the newspapers started printing his obituary, and he saw it, and it. They were not positive. It's like the guy who's a father of war. He's a war profiteer, evil, immoral man. And he was so disheartened by this that he created this program, the, the Nobel Prize, and set aside lots of funds to this sort of philanthropy where he's recognizing people who most benefit humankind. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So and here we are. Yes, that's the, uh, so that's the origin of the Nobel Prize. So is there still like a committee? Is like well, decisions now? Fucking hell, let's look it up. Nobel Prize. The Nobel Prize is done by the Swedish Alfred Nobel. That's a great voice for it. It's the Swedish voice. Swedish voice. Swedish. The island my. Oh fuck. Is that <laughs> I've seen that video those videos. Is it just those two deranged looking maniacs? Yep. They made that song or that one line that they keep saying over and over again. Yep. Is it a real? Is it a full song? Nope. Okay. It might be now. Now, like did they? They might have turned <laughs> it into an actual song. I don't think it. I think it was just a clip. All right. That blew up. Oh my god! Because they just look like. Unfortunately. A, but then there's people that like actually probably buy into it. Well, yeah. There, there are people who will see that. And say, oh, everyone's gonna hate this, so I'm just gonna act like it's great. And um, well, some people, yeah, some people like egging it on, like the people who are fascinated yeah. by people who do cringy things. Uh, like, there, how yeah. many people have done that to you? Know about Chris Chan, right? You know about Chris Chan? No, Chris Chan. You've never, oh my fucking god, I've got a story for you. Okay, is this a person? <laughs> yeah, Christian Weston Chandler. Do you know anything about this man? No. Have you, let me show you an image really quick. <laughs> Maybe I'll just cut <laughs> to the end to the end of the story. And so it's like, oh wait, you don't know who Christian is, and you're like, no. And then I'll cut to the end where you're like weeping on the floor in a ball. You ever tried this thing? It's called Lavaza coffee. It's like a brand of coffee. Um, I don't believe so. I had it at a restaurant, and then now all of a sudden I'm here, and they have like a whole, like thousands of dollars coffee machine built into the wall because it's Texas. They built their own house for Christ's sake. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, no, it's uh, and also it's Texas. Like if you've never seen the Great Plains, with fucking Texas, like there's just a courthouse building, and it's like ten stories tall in a nothing town. It's just because they there's just infinite space. You want to talk about overcrowding? Drive through Kansas. It's not. It's not desolate. It's just there's nothing there. <laughs> but oh my god, everything's massive. The two houses down from here, there's a sanctuary where this guy rescues like zebras and giraffes and shit and camels. Yeah. It's just acres upon acres upon acres. Anyway. People talk about overcrowding. It's like, no, you just want to be next to the Starbucks. Shut up. <laughs> There's 
more to it than that, obviously. Like, probably deforestation is a bad thing. But also, the infinite goddamn space. You have no idea. Anyway, Chris Chan. Mm. You, you don't know who this is. No. Well, here's how it starts. Okay. There's this comic book series uploaded online. It's all drawn by crayon, basically. And it's called Sonichu. Oh my gosh. It's a combination of Sonic, Sonic and, Pikachu. and Pikachu. You see that thing on his neck? Mm-hmm. That's Sonichu. Got it. So they find out things about him. Like apparently he goes around college campuses with a sign asking for a boyfriend-free girl. Actually? Yes. Oh my god. You don't even know. This is the beginning. But he makes like videos promoting Sonichu. It's like the growing popularity of the Sonichu. He is also very uh, anti-homosexuality. Okay. It has um, crayon drawings of uh, sexual encounters, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> then his dad comes in. I'm gonna cut down your internet. Videos of him having relations with a blow-up doll. Oh, wow. Completely nude. <laughs> he and his mom come back and, like, run over a guy or attempt to. Please. Then his house gets burned down because it's they're hoarders. Damn. Oh, yeah. Because he was trying to make coffee in the bathroom. I don't know how that works. Yeah, this is the sad part. Another video of him attempting to pepper spray a, a GameStop employee and then running out, and it's really, really awkward. He started to believe that he was growing vagina because people sent him like binaural frequency videos from YouTube. Oh my god. So, uh, Chris Chan's a woman now. And then. The mother has dementia, by the way. That makes it worse. Yes. What this could do, it might go to the Supreme Court. Damn. Where they then have to look through Chris Chan's entire history. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least it's well documented. Let me find one video to show you. I'm ready for it. make it <laughs> are you well answer me <laughs> i don't know i can't tell have you seen the part where he has his, a bra on his bra he's wearing a no. bra no <laughs> i was talking about it now oh my goodness <laughs> god damn it keeps him from bouncing <laughs> oh well Hopefully we can move on. See, you see what I mean? There's something. It's more than just a horribly tragic story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, homely places like Kansas.
Are you good? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm something. <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? Customer service. Okay, now we're away from that. Um, <laughs> Will we ever truly be able to be away from that? I live with it every day, and I and I am happy. Amor fati. There we go. That's the amor fati. Love of fate. Yep, that's the name of the chapter of the book I'm reading. One of the books I'm reading. Really? Yeah, actually. What is the book? If you if well, the book you is tell. you. I told you this before. Is the Daily Stoic. Oh yeah. And so the month of November is amor fati. I, I know it through Nietzsche. Cause that's like basically his core mm. philosophy it's absolute life affirmation it's like all of that death and horrible shit yes you know yeah who right. can stare into the abyss long enough and keep laughing and then come out the other side whatever anyway so i drove through many of the states i don't even know how because i'm not particularly wealthy i just I managed to travel a, a lot in the last two years I did more traveling during COVID than I have in the rest of my life combined because I'm a, a bastard. Uh, yeah, because you're so, a murderer. murderer. Yes, I've killed five people personally. I sneezed in all of their food. Intentionally. It was at a Waffle House. I didn't even have the disease. It was just full of E. coli because of all of the, um, the things I do in my spare time. Anyway, because it, E. coli probably shouldn't be in your sneeze, let's be honest. You have to be doing some pretty nasty shit for that to happen. Nasty, fun, you know, tomato, tomato. One man's torture is another man's nightly routine in order to get off. Anyway. <laughs> God yeah, damn. <laughs> okay, Kansas, lovely state. No, okay. I've done a lot of traveling, is my point here. It's interesting to see that there are certain sort of hard to quantify or qualify qualities to these states. That fascinates me because how is it that a group of people decide to act different or manage to do so by location? This, why would that happen? Well, what leads to these differences? I was going to say it's where they come from, you know, how they got there. But then those places they came from, why do those yeah. lead to the different things in, in such an imperceptible way as well? It doesn't even have to be by car where you see the gradual change and you meet people on the ground. Like just by plane, I got onto a plane in Boston and all I could think about was I wanted the plane to crash. Even if it meant I would die, I felt it would be justified because all of the people around me would die as well. That's how I felt about the general public in Boston. Then I'm in Texas and I'm in the airport and the people are like, oh, do you have directions to the place? Or, oh, sir, where did you get that coffee you're holding in your hand? And I'm like, oh, thank you. I got it over there. Uh, duh. And then we kiss and, and whatever. Everything's fine. Everything's lovely. Everything's sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's so interesting. For instance, I uh, drove from uh, my dad's house in Texas last summer all the way up to Washington. And so in one day... I go from Texas, where it's all bright and sunny, and the people are sunny and animated. And then you go to Oklahoma, and it's all, like, dreary. And all of the stuff is just sort of dilapidated. Something's wrong-ish. And then you end up in Kansas, and everything's, like, beautiful and sunny again. And then I stay the night in Kansas. The next day, I go west, and I end up in Colorado. And again, everything's sort of, like, dreary. The, the weather was still bright and summery the entire time. But the character 
of the place. Something about it. Those two that I said were dreary were blue states, so maybe that's it. Maybe it's the Trail of Tears for Oklahoma. Fuck if I know. It's or still like having an effect. A residual tone. Yeah, definitely. Or maybe it's just a matter of like where the taxes go. Maybe it just makes the roads look ugly or something. I don't know. And then that affects my perception of the place. Because really, I only have like four interactions with any other human beings while I'm driving through the state. That's fair. I don't have much to base it on. Although if I sit down to eat somewhere, I get like a whole sense of the location. I was in a place that was called Hayes, Kansas. And it felt just like back home. Oh, interesting. There, it was an IHOP and there were kids at the booth behind me and they're all just talking like kids and it's sort of like they're, they're real human beings. They have their own wants and motivations. Then you're at a place like Seattle or the college part of Boston and Cambridge that I've been around quite a bit and the people that you overhear talking, they're, they're not having real conversations. They're like NPCs basically. I know that's a tired meme, but but it see, that actually seems accurate to me. But it's also fascinating and it's imperceptible because I want to figure out what it is, like what it is that makes this quality of uh, um, warmth versus coldness in personalities. The more urban it is, the more colder it gets. But even then, that's not true because like I said, a, a fucking airport, which is like the most cosmopolitan thing. It was still like I was on the plane in uh, Texas and the person I was at the very back and uh, I got enough to use the restroom there. So I was just basically standing there for a few minutes and I was just talking to the stewardess and it was a fucking like lovely conversation. B banter, wit, humor, sunny, genuine smile with smile lines on it. You know, uh, it was stuff that's so rare in our generation or in our locations. Yeah. So that's the thing is that there's too many variables. So it's hard to tell. And then that goes for everything in life, not just this one topic. Oh, hold on. I apologize for interrupting. No, I paused because... I mean, I'm interrupting the conversation. I just realized something. Yeah? The LED fan that I have on my PC... <laughs> yeah. 100% just makes a swastika when it's on. <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. It, it's just straight up a swastika. How many LED lights do you have on your laptop so that they're in a 3D array? No, no, it's it's a, um, uh, or a PC. PC, yeah. Your gaming setup. Yeah, Here, I'm gonna send station. you a picture. I'm just sending you a picture. Sure. One second. Joe Lay. Sure. Joe This is what I do. I can roll my tongue too. Joe Lay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Also, why is there a, a thing of G Fuel? You fucking... It's just a sticker I got when I ordered some G Fuel. Well, you've been watching too much Keemstar. <laughs> no, I just wanted to try it. Okay. Isn't it true that most, like, gym supplement, body, whatever, protein powder stuff, a lot of them are not able to become FDA approved, but there's some mechanism that allows it to get past it? Yeah. Most of your workouts and stuff. So you guys are basically just uh, snorting arsenic, or the equivalent. No. <laughs> and everything I take is, like, very well-researched. It might not be FDA-approved, but it's like... Well, that's because you're a decent human being who has the capacity for thought, I think. Yeah. Maybe I'm projecting. <laughs> no. That's, uh, that's the worst that's thing I've well ever possible. said. That's the worst thing I've ever, ever <laughs> said to you, even though I don't mean it. <laughs> in my book. 
just shows you where my values are that I think that's the worst thing and not the uh, accusations of pedophilia or whatever. <laughs> Isn't it? Sometimes the people spell it two different ways. Like the, the Brits, they do P-A-E and then we do P-E-D. They're always adding actual letters to shit. Yeah, fucking Brits. Also, whenever they say comrade, they say comrade, raid. Which I guess that makes sense because there's an E at the end also a lot of british communists so that's how i know that or socialist i should say oh it's the same goal anyway but then the pacific northwest which is where you and i grew up it has a weird quality to it and i can't tell how much of it is generational because it's a thing it's time and space and culture on the wide level on the short level this you know short term short distance it, it's like it's a fractal it's like all these different factors at once but there was something i realized as i drove west because when you're in a place like kansas and you stop to eat and you talk to the waitress and she says oh hello what would you like to have and you say pancakes and she's like okay pancakes coming right up and it's like it's a normal human interaction yeah they're polite it's sort of genuine or it's not polite, but it's still genuine, you know? But then you get closer to the Pacific Northwest. Like, I crossed from Wyoming into Idaho, and then immediately I stopped to eat again. And there, they don't talk to you like a normal human interaction. They say, uh, hello, what would you like to order? And you say pancakes, and then they go, oh, okay. And it's like, what? What? They, they have this, like, weird fake concern into their voice they, they talk to you like you're a dog that's dying of cancer and then it gets you concerned like did i say something wrong did i sound like i was threatening you do i have cancer i don't know like is this food gonna give me cancer are you cancer am i a dog am i Wolf? tim allen in the shaggy dog too well, stop you're being other kid on the podcast again that's not good <laughs> what did we talk we talked about this Fair enough. Take your meds. Reconcile well, with your father. <laughs> and then, interestingly enough, this will stop. Coincidentally. We don't know how that works. I don't know. Like, for instance, Washington State. Well, the whole principle, and this is true for the whole of the United States and the, and the New World. There's a sort of unfoundedness to it all. The culture can only stretch back so far. We're not rooted in the earth in the way that natives everywhere are. Or that, and, and it's not even necessarily like a spiritual thing or a, or a geo, what? Geo-national, what's, there's some sort of like, a, um, whatever. But like, so for instance, the English, they're not native to England necessarily. You go back a thousand years, a lot of them are descended of Normans. And then like 500 years before that, there was the Anglo-Saxons. You know? But then before that, there was the Celts, which are the ones that Julius Caesar is fighting when he goes over to Britain. Uh, and the Celts today are the uh, Irish and Scottish and Welsh. Irish, Scottish. 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 Scottish, we, we. Irish. Purple bugler along. <laughs> you know what i'm talking about no so there's a you see a scotsman trying to say the phrase purple burglar alarm and they can't say it oh okay 
I don't know if you know the guy, Count Dankula. Uh-oh. He's the guy who got in trouble for teaching his pug how to do the Nazi salute, and he got arrested for it. <laughs> he got arrested for it? Yeah, that's what Scotland's like. Welcome to the 21st century. That's crazy. They have a Scottish national party. And it's funny, because they're very, like, Scotland is for the Scots, but also pro-EU, so they're, like, globalist and nationalist at the same time. It's a complete contradiction, and they all should die. Anyway... Oh, <laughs> um, I, I get a disproportionate amount of my information from British people. Did you ever listen to Tim Dillon? Tim Cast IRL. Or do you mean Tim Pool? No. Oh, I don't think so. What was the name again? Tim. I think I said Dillon. That guy's a comedian. No, that's the wrong guy. Okay. If you're talking oh, about Tim Cast IRL. I'm pretty sure that's Tim Pool. You might be right. Little check. Yeah, that's simple. Okay, so I've heard a lot about him, but I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a single video by him. Okay. Um, I haven't seen much of his videos. I saw him on Joe Rogan, obviously. Oh, Joe, you're <laughs> We went on all of that. And we're talking about some completely different guy. You know, Tim. Is it Tim or Tim? It's a different Tim. Okay, it's Joe Rogan. They, they were both on Joe Rogan. Okay. No, he just he seems to give. Pretty well unbiased information, obviously, as is unperspective, which is inherently biased, but... One of his friends is a guy called, uh, well, his name is Carl Benjamin. He used to go under the uh, username Sargon of Akkad on YouTube. He's probably, mm. in my opinion. He, he was, like, one of the original and best, uh, like, anti-SJW YouTubers, although now he's no longer really doing YouTube. He has his own media company that he made. It's his own website. And he does a podcast every weekday. That's just the news, three stories each day. He's got like a ton of employees now. So it's not really him too much anymore other than on the stuff that he wants to do. Um, but that's where I, I, when I'm making and cooking breakfast back in Boston, that's what I've listened to or when I'm on my commute. And that's how I keep sure. in touch with the news generally. And I like the way he does things. And it's all very conversational. And a lot of the time they're not even covering the news so much as they're covering the coverage of the news and showing where their flaws are. It's like, okay, here's all the information that we have on what happened. Here's how the news is covering it. Here's the footage that shows why they're lying. And it's like, okay, it's right there. So it's done in a pretty straightforward way so that it's not just I'm getting bias to oppose different bias, really. Although, you know, nothing's perfect, obviously. So, so I like that. It's called The Lotus Eaters, so go check it out if you want. They have a YouTube channel, but all of the spicy stuff you can watch on the website itself. Listener. We ever air single this. Single listener. Single listener. Thank Hi, Mom. Anyway. <laughs> I drove from Seattle to Boston, which coincidentally is only one road, I-90. So it was really easy to find. But anyway... Where else in the world can you drive 3,000 miles and have the culture not change at all? What What is Seattle known for? A single building that's there and coffee, which is the second most traded commodity in the world, I think. Oh, that sounds right. That's crazy. And in Boston, what's it known for? The sports team that's there or the history. So it's not really the modern day culture whatsoever. Um or it's known for Cambridge, which is outside of Boston, just north of it, where it has the colleges. But anyway, where else in the world? Like China wishes it had that sort of uh, unity to it, where you could go 3,000 miles and have it be uniform in its culture. Uh, Russia probably doesn't have that. 
Australia probably does. That's probably the only exception, but there's like one town on the West coast, Perth, and then everything else on the East, either Sydney and Melbourne or Melbourne, as it's called there. Melbourne. Melbourne. Yes, John, we're in Australia. This is what <laughs> Australians sound like, John. John, stop hitting Ringo. That's not your wife, John. John, John, Johnny. think of your wife. No, no, you just hit. You hit Ringo even. This is not even. I'm not even doing a Liverpool accent anymore. Nope. I'm doing like a bad impression of a ghost. <laughs> the ghost of Liverpool. Go there, Paul. I'm gonna hit Ringo, Paul. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. There was a picture of Paul McCartney. There's just a picture of him getting his COVID vaccine, but he's wearing the exact same outfit that Mr. Burns did in an episode of The Simpsons when he's getting a shot. That's amazing. I don't know what the context of The Simpsons episode is. or It's unmistakable. Paul. Seriously, what the hell is this? Like that, that has to be, that can't not be the case. This is real. Oh, yeah, he definitely did that on purpose. <laughs> I've only ever heard Paul McCartney curse once. Really? Yeah, he did it. He he did a a joke in a video. Uh, it was a, just a dirty joke. He's telling a, a joke that he heard, and that was it. Yeah, it's all very. Oh, gee, what the hell was that? That was a plate clanking. Oh. It was an E. <laughs> I. E, no E note. The note was E. Yeah. Right. What what note was that? E. Uh, 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 that's that's e. an E. Uh, Wait, did I nail it? Yeah, that's an E. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Yeah, no, I'm so, I'm impressed. Nice. All right, neat. <laughs> Fantastic. What a way to send it off. Yeah, maybe you do have perfect pitch. Maybe it's just subconscious. Paul McCartney. Please call me before you die, because everyone's going to be really sad. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I want to interrogate you about this photo you have where you're dressed like Mr. Burns. Yeah. Why are you dressed like Mr. Burns? What is why, the, are you, why are you not dressed like Mr. Burns? Who took a picture of you taking the shot? Was that of your own accord? Did you ask them to do that? I mean, I don't know. Everybody loves you, Paul McCartney. You're the only person I know. You're like Mr. Rogers, where it's like no one really hates you. I mean, there's a lot of people that hate the Beatles, but like, like not... Like Paul McCartney is a man. He's just so sunny. You know? Yeah. He's like Reagan, where like as a man, he's just like perfectly charismatic and sunny, but then people hate what he does. That's yeah. It's like Donald Trump, right? Uh, I don't know about that. People would seem to thoroughly that's a whole other topic. People thoroughly hate him for breathing that's true. slightly more out of his left nostril than his right nostril because it's biased or something. Dude, oh, the so modern... fun yeah. fact about me. Uh, every yeah. day, one nostril is like more open than the other, and it switches. It alternates every day. It is it is a normal human thing? Really? That happens to everybody. Nice. Okay. Cool. I don't know about the frequency. Uh, actually, it doesn't to me because I've had I my fucking nostrils. One is basically always plugged, and I have to really? like p push one side of my nose slightly for the other one to have like proper airflow. It took me years. Like I was already a teenager where I just made a conceited, a concerted effort to uh, breathe out of my nose. That was a filthy, disgusting mouth breather. You were, eh? Yeah. 
it was so disheartening because like my dentist would be like oh he's a mouth breather but then like i learned that that's actually an insult oh yeah not the way the dentist used it but like it just in general it's like oh you drooling mouth breathing retard <laughs> you know no one's ever called me that but i'm still self-conscious about it because i want to be able to you know stand up stoically with my mouth closed for fuck's sake but uh so that was that required effort but hey what do you know if i had a natural disadvantage because i was just born with a nasal issue what kind of this is why i don't like people that like complain about their own uh everybody gets handed a different card set in life and you're like oh i got certain things that are weaker it's like shut up it's like so did i so did everyone yeah everybody whatever all right my friend's here so i'm gonna dip all right cool peace out bro scout we'll talk again soon Okay, cool. Paul McCartney didn't kill himself. It was a cover-up. You're right.